know, I'm a poor first um, who happens to be female, who happens to be black, but at the end of the day, I'm a poor. In an all-new episode of Winning Women, with myself, Lerato Sejake, the multimedia editor at City Press, we speak to Apiwe Musana Mawela, who you may know reportedly as South Africa's first black female brewer. The 39-year-old from the small town of Butterworth in the Eastern Cape tells me about her journey. Have a listen. Did you fall in love with beer? Um, it was actually more the science for me. So um, I, it actually goes back to high school days where um, as, a, as a, someone who enjoyed sciences, but I wasn't sure what I wanted to study. And um, when I went for an open day at um, then Rao, um, now UJ, um, I got to learn about the study of microbiology and biotechnology. Um, and because uh, they, they were showcasing like that with with the uh, with the study you could make wine, cheese, beer, and all these other fermented products, and that's where sort of like the interest started. And then I decided to enroll for a microbiology at Vets, and then I did my honors at University of Pretoria, um, and then I got into SAP through their graduate recruitment program. Um, and sort of like, yeah, <laughs> that's how it started. And uh, through the years, obviously trained as a brewer, uh, became qualified brewer, became a qualified brewmaster, and sort of like, you know, fell in love with um, the science, the, you know, the principles of brewing, and uh, yeah, I decided to make a career out of it. Was it ever, maybe one day I might have my own business. What were your dreams at that age? Ah uh, no, obviously I grew I grew up in the Eastern Cape, so um in Lalin, um in a small town called Butterworth. Uh, so yeah, I mean we were exposed to very little. Um and um yeah, I did not in my wildest dreams thought there was even such possible. Uh but I, I you know I enjoyed um I was one of those kids who enjoyed like school, maths and sciences. Both my parents were teachers. Um, so, so Akaya, they, they all had this thing that I was going to become a doctor. Um, so as I was growing up, I kind of also wanted to become a doctor. And then, um, there was a point in my life where, cause I like working with people. I like, you know, uh, helping people. Um, there was a time when I wanted to become a social worker, a psychologist, and then as I became clever, a psychiatrist, I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, but it was it was for me always within the sciences. I just didn't know what exactly. And I think once I sort of got to learn more about microbiology, I was like, oh, okay, you know, I already like, I'm already into sciences, and then this is something that you know, is, is, is interesting. And I didn't know then, obviously, what, what it was all about. Yeah, so I, I joined SAB in 2007. So I, I finished my basic degree in 2005. I did my honors in 2006, then joined SAB. Uh, then I 
qualified as a brewer, I think it was 2008, then worked within the company between then till I left in 2015. Um, so before I left, I was the, the craft beer specialist for, for the company. And that's where the, the interest in craft brewing and, you know, understanding the world of um, beer outside of like the mainstream beers. Um, I got to meet people that had started their own uh, companies in the beer space, um, you know, got to learn more about what was happening globally um, and looking at the trends. And um, I thought it was something that was, uh, you know, wanted to be part of. And um, so when I left SAB, I actually um, joined a company called Brew Hogs, we um, were in partnership and the guys were setting up a brewery. So my role was um, to to set up and run the facility. Yeah. And then um, during that time, then I started my own company, Brewsters. And um, the, the, the main goal for the company was to offer training and consulting um, within the industry because uh, what what I what I when when I was still at SEB and in the transitioning of living into craft, realized that a lot, a lot of people were not uh, qualified pros. There wasn't um, they relied more on like using Google and reading books, um, and and the fact that I had been privileged enough to you know having gone to study. Uh, SEB took us through the Institute of Brewing and Distilling. Uh, brewing qualification, which is based in the UK, um, and then qualified as a brewmaster. So I felt, you know, um, you know, it's my way of sort of like helping the industry. So I did um, offer trainings, um, got accredited as a training provider with Foodbev Sita um, to offer some of the brewing qualifications. Um, then I used to consult. Um, I helped a few brands um, develop recipes. Um, and and like you have people do their business plans and all that. Then um, I think in that process, people kept on saying, "No, like you, I've got a I've got a recipe, you know, looks good on paper, but now I need to convince my funders that this is a real thing. I, you know, where can I brew it?" And I think from those conversations and the idea of setting up uh, the brewery started sort of like. That's how they started, and um, and then I got a loan from the IGC to set up a brewery, uh, which was this was in twenty, I think twenty eighteen, um, yeah, and then we started um, purchasing everything in twenty nineteen, um, put everything together, and then obviously then twenty twenty came and the pandemic <laughs> um and unfortunately at that time the the company was just starting to get going we started to getting clients um but we're not really established yet um and um and then with the lockdowns and everything i couldn't pay the loans i couldn't pay rent i couldn't pay salaries so that led to the closing of that business, uh, the Brewster's Craft. And then I continued with Tolokazi, which is currently the currently um, PTY that I'm working under. Um, because while I was at Brewster's, I then, I mean, I think, I'd, I'd always had this thing that I didn't want to have my own brand. I just wanted to kind of create an enabling environment for other entrepreneurs to come in, help them set up and, you know, sort of, 
get them let get them going and yes. um so from there a lot of people are like no but you know why are you not having your own brand um and so end of 2019 i started uh, working on our dologazi you know yes. uh, our own recipes we're busy with um designs and the plan was to launch officially launch the brand in march 2020 so that's when the pandemic when... <laughs> exactly when the pandemic so I sort of like then diverted energies to to that to to growing the brand, um, and so even though the brewery closed down, then I'm currently contract manufacturing, and um, and and just like yeah, growing the the Dolog as a brand. Are there plans in the future to reopen your own? Um, yeah. So at the moment, uh, I mean, one of the key learnings um, for me out of the pandemic, you know, was realizing that if if I had a strong enough brand in the market um, and that was well established, that maybe would have survived the lockdowns. Because the problem was that, you know, when we were not allowed to trade and then and then we'd be opened up. But because obviously people didn't know the brand, they couldn't really support it as much as they would have if if it was already well known so i've sort of like used that to say um you know let me use this time to rebuild um and 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 uh, kind of grow the brand from the ground up um so so that's what i've been focusing on now and um and with the plans that obviously as a grow as a brand grows um we'll get to a point where we reopen the the brewery um so we've got um and I'm also just not growing it locally, but also growing the brand internationally um, within the continent. Um, we, we had a distribution deal in the UK last year. Um, so it was just to expose the brand to to bigger audience so that, you know, by the time we build the brewery again, it's got, um, I've got like volumes, guaranteed volumes through the factory that would enable the factory to continue um, producing and be able to, to uh, pay off any debts and uh, yeah so I'm just yeah that's currently where I am. Uh, so tell me about Dologazi where did the name come from uh, I saw on your website you've got a lager a pilsner an ale the cider I am not mm. a beer drinker so I'm not sure about the differences but can you take us through how you came about the different flavors what was it a rooibos and berry and then there's a pineapple <laughs> one uh, just take me through mm. Dologazi and the concept and where you want to see it go from here on. Yeah. So I think for me, one of my core um, values and visions is is around celebrating, you know, Africa and celebrating who we are as as Africans um, and showcasing to to I think the world at large, you know that we one we exist we here and we're doing amazing things also um i'm very pro women um so brewster's craft a brewster is a female brewer actually it's a term that we use for a female brewer so even that company it was a celebration of the um, the craft of beer making by women um and, and 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 playing around with with the narrative that obviously women um, have been the brewers and across the continent we still 
the only ones that make beer, you know. Um, so the Brewster's Craft as a company was about that. So when I then looked at launching the brand, I wanted to continue with that story. Yeah, so Tolokaze is my clan name. Um, and for me, you know, obviously as Africans, we we, we believe obviously in like um, in our lineage, in our ancestors and, you know, how, you know, we are who we are because of who they were and and that you know we need to celebrate them so for me it was about you know linking to that to say i want to celebrate otolo and also at the same time celebrate the women uh so that's where i decided to use the kazi part like my full tolo kazi as as a woman because also um, women who are brewers um as a sign of respect they normally called after their clan name um, and and so the the brand encompasses all those elements and at the same and then also on the design I mean when I was speaking to the designer um, the brief to him was obviously told him the background and the story but also that I wanted something um, like world class African new age something clean something um, that is that can be taken anywhere in the world. And and will stand out next to other big brands, and at the same time has the elements of 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 where where the brand comes from. Um, so, but but must and I, but I said to him, I didn't want something too African. I didn't want lions and giraffes. That's kind of Africa I wanted. A a, a um, you know new age Africa, um, the future of Africa, and and that's what he came up with. And I uh, love the design. It is. <laughs> uh, There's a whole story around, obviously. Yeah, he's used the um the closer. A lot of people say it's very close to the brand my closer. Um, and because it's just basically because of the the beadworks and um which is which is something that um is is proudly you know South African and African, um and playing around with the shapes and uh, there's a whole explanation of how he got to get to the logo to the way it is. Um, and, and and then for me, it was also continuing that story into the actual product, in, in the, like the actual product itself. And that's where then the use of um, local ingredients came in, you know, oh, to like say for the cider, wine, rooibos, yes, um, um, and like sorghum, because then, so... As obviously as the brand grows, people are starting to outside of South Africa start asking what is rooibos, and then you will then expand and start talking about you know, you know how it's indigenously South African and mm. and sorghum how in in uh, in beer making um the the that's what that's that's the ingredient we use to make our beers across the continent, um and sort of tell the story. So it's a combination of all those different elements, different elements. And um and the plans are obviously to grow the brand and for me it's to grow it locally but also I wanted to 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 celebrate Africa on a global stage I want I want people when they when they think of South Africa wherever they are or when they think of coming to South Africa that you know Dologazi becomes one of those brands that that um you know continue or are a part of the South African story, a part of the African story. So when when people visit our, our country, our continent, and they want to, you know, go visit the Kruger and see the Big Five, and they want to buy our beautiful clothes and see us dance and eat our food, 
I want that story, you know, the, at the end of it, of that, whenever they sit down and have a beverage, that one of that beverage is a Tologazibia. How did you face the challenges that came into uh, enter that came with entering um, a very male dominated industry? I was breaking two barriers. Uh, first, being black, and then mm-hmm. being female. I mean, the industry is very white, male dominated. Um, and um, and obviously being the first to own a brewery was it was a nice achievement, but at the same time, it's one of those things where you like you know in 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 the year that we're in uh, at that time, you know, shouldn't certain things be a norm by now? Why are we still having the first black this, first black that, first woman this? But then realize that you know there's a reason why you became the first because. Either you know things are just so difficult for those before you to actually crack it. It doesn't mean they weren't there. Um, they were not doing anything to get into the industry, um, and even now people are still wanting to get in, but it's very very difficult. Um, you know the the barriers to entry are so high, from financing to licensing to, um, and then just just general stuff. Then there's the issue that now you are this black child, lady, woman from the Eastern Cape, like, who are you? Who do you think you are uh, trying to come in a space that is obviously very comfortable for certain people? Um, so I think for me, what made it not so hard was, um, not that it was easy, but it what made it less difficult was the fact that I came from the SAV and I came already with the like with the qualification knowing what I'm doing knowing what I'm talking about um and um I'd kind of proven myself and it made it less difficult to 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 know to walk into spaces and be able to speak up and be heard or be listened um and it's been it's has had its own challenges mm-hmm. uh, where you until today we um, people, certain people still feel like you shouldn't be in certain spaces. Um, that yeah, I, I, I just for me, it's about you know owning my truth and owning, you know, and being comfortable in knowing that I know what I know, and I'm good at what I do, and everything else is just background noise. So, is that what has kept you going over the years? Yes. So I so my my motto has been be so good they can't ignore you. Uh, that like whatever I do, I do it to the best of my ability. Um and and whether then people question everything else, whether it's the skin color or the gender, mere fact is that, you know, I am good at what I'm doing. Uh, so I normally say to people I'm a brewer first, um, who happens to be female, who happens to be black, but at the end of the day, I'm a brewer. Can you take us back to that moment where you held the first bottle of a completed Dolokazi? Yeah, it's it's a it was an emotional moment, um, and 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 because obviously knowing how difficult it was to to get to that point, I mean it's still difficult. It's not easy now, um, and um, and and you know the the emotions that I mean when the brewery closed. That was a very, very dark moment in, in, in my in my life. It was obviously now you owe you owe people millions of rands, you know, it's just 
it's a dark moment where you don't see the, the, the light at all. Everything is just so negative in the world around you. Um, you, you also start doubting yourself whether, you know, maybe I should just go back and, 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 and go back to work and, and forget about all this. And I think for me, you know, hearing people, um, comment about the beer, comment about the brand, and people that sort of see the work that um, the Yolo team is doing and what we're trying to do and just keep on how people keep motivating and, and seeing people enjoy the product, uh, see people getting it um, and see people um, sort of understanding what the thinking was on my side and and seeing the potential in the brand. A lot of people will tell me, you know what, like, no matter how difficult it gets, just know that what you what you're building here has a huge potential, not only for for myself, but also for um for other young women and 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 South Africans at large. And for me, that's what honestly keeps me going. And um, you 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 have um those moments, but yeah, that just makes things bearable and uh, to see the next day. Okay, and lastly, what do you have to say or what is your message to the next generation of female brewers? Be so good, they can't ignore you. <laughs> um yeah, I think it's 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 about for me it's 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 about owning, you know, your truth and if you believe in something um and and um just go all out you 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 are going to get negativity along the way you are it, it's not going to be easy but if you just remain like try be the best you can be and do every, anything to the best of your ability um everything else will just be an inconvenience along the way thank you for listening to another episode of winning woman let us know your thoughts on our social media or visit citypress.co.za for news and analysis.